Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Redefine Radio on the Face Radio. I am your host, Freddie Cosmo, the Disco Prince of New York. Welcome to our final broadcast. We made it. After five seasons, nearly 50 interviews, and close to 70 different broadcasts over two stations in two years, it's time to say goodbye. I was saying last week, I've had so much fun doing this show and learned so much and connected with so many of you. So it's it's really very bittersweet, bittersweet for me. Bittersweet. Coming up later on today's show, I'm debuting my final single from the Redefined Era, Becoming. Jim Silvestri from the Thodyssey blog joins us to talk again about the state of nightlife here in New York and for a final send-off. And, of course, it's the day before Thanksgiving here in the States, which means the partygoers will definitely be out tonight. I'm really interested to see how things are going to be this year. Plus, I'll be hosting a party of my own, Dancegiving, later this evening over at the Stonewall Inn at 9 p.m. Talk more about that in a little bit. But let's go ahead and get into some music. Here for one last time to bust your midweek blues, it's Redefine Radio, and it starts right now. Thank you. 
Yeah, 19, I gotta know what meaning. Rock monk beats, got same searching for a deeper meaning. Still burning women. What a deadly contradiction, nigga, join you with the physical and spiritual. Looking back over my life, and what a fucking trip. I could have loved this bitch and lost myself so I could please a bitch and never please a bitch. Is what I learned, and then I went away from everything. I started searching for one well. Uh, more bitches, more money, more drugs. How my niggas started robbing, went west, start drugging, pick rapping. They chose, I blew my crew, got big split wigs, still rap, more rap. We battle, we fight, we one big one, no pun, all skill, no bitch on my click. Young nigga, no whip, my niggas legit, and I pray for my clan and my squad while I run through your I'm 
just sample But I'm telling you, you gamble You ain't even writing what's wrong song You ain't even writing nothing to hold on Late at night, you wanna watch TV Lean back and play a little Stevie Step, play the music, play the music Then you'll know
We are black because we chose to be so Zimmermans and Paula Deans Listen to me cause I'm really mean Fuck you and your communities I don't believe that love is your priority So don't come for me, uh Don't come for me cause I've done my last deliveries And I paid my dues and got the greens Like, got a nigga feeling like he won a lottery What to do now, make a fucking charity Cause the money don't ever reach Haiti So I will Levi's cause I'm Levi From the 12 tribes of Israel But a white suprema who stole my freedom Got all the reasons to never tell Though I'm celebrating and I do so well I'm overrated cause I oversell But the damn famous nigga go to hell Cause they want me to make it but never do better than they do Niggas knew I was a king Bitch I'm a star I don't need a repeat Cause the money on my mind while I'm running out of peace And I wish a nigga would try to do it like me Bandits all around me so I wait for the shade to come through In the club I am the echelon yep, They rave in the magazines too Hot damn I'm a mogul bitch you can't phase me Stay in the cut like who's who In the club I am the echelon In the club I am the echelon Hot damn who the real OG Hot damn who can fuck with me Hot damn no the rates ain't cheap I'm a YSA runner Reva Never trust that chick or believe her I don't like that bitch I don't see her Better wife this game with a prenup Better wife this game with a prenup Oh You don't like me Still like shining a light Got a nigga feeling so icy Your envy wanna fight me With no money How do you On a track, I'm original. I don't sit back, I got things to do. They already know that I'm next to blow. Artificial, international. I don't do drugs like I used to, though. I just smoke weed when available. That white girl blood dripping down my nose, though. I blow that because I'm professional. I live that suburban life. I can wave to my neighbors high. And I know that they know I'm high. But I'm cool, so they pay no mind. And if a nigga say something, I'll pull up in a lot full star and blunt to the face, caring about nothing. Cause a rich stay rich nigga over here. Ha! Like bitch, what you gon' do? Collaborate with a lame, I don't want to. You can't afford my price like Whole Foods. I'm black free, so better than you. Scenario is all I know. Why you taking all of this so personal? Don't beat around the bush, just let me know if you're talking about me for real. Hold up. Put my finger in you, cause I know I'm hard to get to. Hype like New York electric zoo. Play the strokes like Machu Picchu took my tab, then I got in tune. Went to China, spilled the Congos. Cause my switch up was a breakthrough, though my come up was impromptu. Hit it, hit it like. Ha, 
Hot damn, who the real OG? OG. Hot damn, who can fuck with me? With me. Hot damn, no, the rates ain't cheap. Ain't I'm a YSA, run a Reva. Never trust that chick or believe her. I don't like that bitch, I don't see her. Better wife this game with a prenup. Better wife this game with a prenup. I never, never. That shit, I never, never. Flossin', I know I'm better. What the fuck should I think them for? Forever clever. Mason like Rockefellers. Mercy on your endeavors. They don't even know what's in store. I live wherever. Global on my cellulars. Britney and Kevin Fetter. Line of my snow, I blow on shore. Forever, ever. Homage for you forever. <laughs> you have not lived to hear me roar. To hear me roar. To hear me roar. In the club, I am the echelon. 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 In the end. I'm a YSA run up. I'm a YSA run up. I'm a Y, I'm a Y, I'm a Y. I'm a YSA run a Reva. Never trust that chick or believe her. I don't like that bitch, I don't see her. Better wife this game with a prenup. Better wife this game with a prenup. Let your road to ascension seep through every dimension. May you lose 
your contention and then groove into intention may you realize with ease there is no complex to create may the real last you plead become the wrong flex to conflate escape wave is never stopping inside your cockpit floating to your cosmic never win a day love is no one's for logic Happy made of thunder or full of wonder shining to your sunburn how much can you unlearn
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Redefine Radio on the Face Radio. I am your host, Freddie Cosmo, the Disco Prince of New York. My special guest for the very last time holds the Lifetime Achievement Award for most appearances here on our show. What an honor. Obviously. Uh, It's also the co-host where I am, rather I am his co-host, and the new Thought Light podcast, which tapes every week at Red Eye New York in Manhattan as part of Red Eye Radio. Please welcome, unfortunately, for the very last time from Thodyssey, Jim Silvestri is here. Yes. Hello, Freddie. Hello, Redefined Radio listeners. How is everybody? Uh, Thanksgiving Eve. It is Thanksgiving Eve. Um, and we are here in New York City. We'll, uh, we'll, likely be, we'll probably be taping today mm-hmm. from that light, because we usually tape on Wednesdays. That's right. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. This is such such a, a clusterfuck of it's time. A, <laughs> it's a media frenzy, Jim. Absolutely. Um, so we have, last, last, the last volume you were on the show for volume four, we were developing... Um, the Thought Light podcast. I, I remember you and I spent, I think, about a month or so putting it together. And 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 I really, I just, I love that experience. And here we are now, in the time of taping, we've just celebrated our, we're about 11 episodes in. Wow. At the time of taping, um, with over 500 downloads. And we are on, uh, what what is this thing that we're on? We're, we're, on, we're on the charts. We're charting now. We're in the top 100 of podcasts for news and information on Apple Music, right? We're in everyone's subconscious. That's where we, <laughs> that's where we belong. We've made it through the zeitgeist. <laughs> we are in your bathroom right now. <laughs> um, it's been fun. I've been having a good time. I've been having a Me good too. time. We've talked to a lot of cool people. Uh, I really like getting to know Daniel, the proprietor of, of the business, mm-hmm. uh, I've gotten, gotten to enjoy knowing him better and his his cohorts, Sam and uh, uh, Mr. Schubert. That's been very fun. So, and yeah, we, nice. and we, we've literally watched Red Eye downstairs. We, 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 we tape in the office for now. And then when Red Eye, the venue actually opens, we'll be on the main stage. Um, yeah, it's been a construction site for weeks and weeks, but we actually took a little gander at it last night and it looks like ready to open. It looks really yeah, nice. It, it looks really, really good. The lighting looks good. They've got a lot of cool stuff. I'm really curious to see the down. We didn't get to see the downstairs though. Recently. No, not yet. That's going to yeah. be sexy. I'm kind of curious to see how it's how it's all going to like manifest down there. Upstairs, I can kind of, I could kind of already get the, the feel of it. Yeah, I think manifest is a good word. <laughs> 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 all, yeah. all manifesting. Have, like a what's been your? Have you ever have you had any standout moments yet for Thought Light for the pod for the podcast? Uh, let's see. Well, it was nice when we uh, when they introduced that Daniel was gonna uh, buy the Ice Palace. That was an exciting moment. That was a big. I, I dropped the mic on the soundboard, but we <laughs> edited, edited that in post. That was fun. Uh, I enjoyed talking to Svetlana and being shady. It's yeah. always fun. Yeah. Anytime yeah. that that a friend can come on and just feel comfortable to be to be shady at somebody's expense, I'm there for that. You know? It was fun. It was all in good fun. You can check all, back. all of the episodes are online. And Svetlana Stoli came on and, and had a lot to say about a lot of, but her friends. These yes. A lot of people were her friends. People she knew. So yes. it, it, we we offer a lot of, of fun shade and also news and development. I, I'm really curious to know. Speaking of news, what's been your um, 
What's been your favorite scandal so far? I'll give you some options here. Motel 23, The Q. Those are, no, the, those are the top two. Which one is your, your favorite? Uh, well, there's more to talk about with The Q because that situation is so layered. Mm-hmm. But Motel 23 it feels more like cut and dry, like mm-hmm. like a like a hero villain. So except there's no hero, it's just a villain story. Right. So yeah. like sometimes that's that's easy to just like rail on that for a while. Yeah, he, he kind of um that was our first. I remember our first big break, so to speak. Yes, that the news broke while we were uh, while we were literally filming. Oh, the news broke, and Daniel rushes in because he just he he he's someone who really appreciates a scoop. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and like throws the phone in my face as we're talking on the mic. It was like you have to talk about this right now. Yeah. <laughs> and we did, and we haven't stopped talking about it. We have not stopped. Nor what will we. You cannot silence us. No. <laughs> you cannot. Um, it's the night before Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to get a, a like an, an idea of. Um, based on the past few months, the big party nights. It's traditionally been a big party night. I thought now that we're sort of, you know, clear from viruses, and yeah. I mean that plural, viruses, um, yeah. sort of gotten that under control in New York. Do you have any predictions? Because I feel like Pride was was really great. I, I feel like Pride was, everyone was out for Pride. Everyone was out for Pride. Halloween was, I think, meh. It was mad. Yeah, I mean, was, Halloween was, was drawn out for so long. It it really was because a lot of people were having were having parties like a week and a half before yeah. actual Halloween night, and I think that like dragged it out. Like we, I don't think we just as a culture yet have a hold on spooky season the way no. that we would like to. Um, it's true. It's true. And it's, I'm. It's I, I feel like a lot of people and New Year's Eve last year was an example as well. Um, I was working on Christopher Street and it was a ghost town. Now, granted, there was another uptick uh, with the virus at that point. But I'm hearing that a lot of people also have started to go home. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, more cost effective. Um, I don't know. Everyone probably made up with their families for various various reasons over over the COVID situation. So people are on good terms again. They go home. And I think that I, I forget where I heard this, but like a lot of the younger, um, I think that being queer is a lot more acceptable for families, like the back home families. Whereas before, and even in my time, in my generation, you you had friends giving because maybe everybody at the dinner table at home didn't approve of your quote unquote lifestyle. I hate when people call it a lifestyle. Just, Call them, just call them gay. Like, just they're gay. Being a nudist is a lifestyle. Being, if you're queer, you're just queer. Like, that's ridiculous. Usually they want younger. Do you think the younger kids are leaning towards going back to mom and dad or, or we'll see like people going out tonight? Uh, people will, people will go out tonight. You know, th- Thanksgiving, you know, even for the straights, it, it can be a very dark time. Just, just dealing with your family, you know, even under the best of circumstances. Be like, okay, now I need a lot of drinks. But like, I, I don't know if it's gonna be like like a big like a circuit party situation because who the fuck wants to like wear a little harness after you just ate a whole turkey? Right. But, yeah. You know, I, I I do think people will hit the bars late at night. I suspect. Late at night, mm, more late late night vibe. I think it'll so. probably be me. Yeah, you'll be there. I will we'll, be there. Someone yeah. someone will be basting you somewhere. <laughs> 
stuffing and basting you. Right? That's the thing about Thanksgiving with gays is all these metaphors that you can't you can't get away from them. <laughs> stuffing, they're, they're basting. Really I wish Thanksgiving had like more to it. I, I understand why people are really just beelining for, for the holidays, holidays, because aside from the food, like what else do we got going on? Like a bunch of wine, maybe if you're into like Lifetime movies, which are great, but that's not like an experience. I mean, like it is, but not like, you know, oomps, oomps. Yeah, I mean like being in sweaters and sitting on park benches is nice and looking at leaves, I guess. That's all very, yeah, it is all very um like, Hallmark movies stuff. Uh, but it's definitely like, it's not like, ooh, let's go out and, and party on November. Like it's it's not really, it's not a big like party month. No. And plus you're, you're buying all these fucking Christmas presents. You're, you maybe you're starting to buy the Christmas presents and you have no money and that'll be another fun thing to do. With. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot going on. So obviously Jim and I are in the Thanksgiving spirit, um, as you can see. We're gonna talk a little about Thodacy. <laughs> The blog is you just recently, well, it's been a little bit of a, of a while now, but uh, you just did, you made it to 1,000 interviews. Um, I know we it talked is. about it on, on the uh, the other show, but I, we got to talk about it here. Yeah, it just kind of snuck up on me. So, you know, I run this site, Thodacy, that um, uh, tells the children about all the nightlife events, queer nightlife events in New York City every single night of the week, Thodacy.com. And, uh, you know, I just, when I started doing it, I didn't intend to interview people. I, I don't really think of myself as like a very social person. So I really didn't want to do it. But some there were just some of these events, like, I don't know what I'm typing. I don't understand what this is. So I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna like ask someone and just publish what they say. And then people will understand what it is. And then it just kind of slowly became a thing. And now I've interviewed a thousand people. Do you have a dream interview or, or was there a dream interview that you've already? Well, I, I remember when I started doing it, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get to interview Bianca one day. Cause you know, Bianca Del Rio, she was like the biggest drag queen. Yeah. And I didn't really think it was gonna happen, but it did happen. It happened uh, last year. I got to interview her. That's cool. That's awesome. Was, yeah. it, was it a good interview? Was it, was it... it was a good, you know, Get, getting her attention is one thing, but once you like you have her attention, she's like, I, I wish everybody would learn from her, like how to be professional mm -hmm. and how like every little correspondence that you do, every piece of press that you do helps you. you yeah. know? No, nothing is too small. Sometimes yeah. you want to reach a smaller market mm -hmm. for your shows. So she answered all my questions very thoroughly and it, it was great. Others, you know, some of these, some of these girls, it's like, it's like pulling, pulling teeth. It's so because well, they look at it as like a, this weird, like homework, I think, or they yeah. just they think they're too busy. You and I talk about this a lot because we, and yeah. we do talk about like who's, you know, been a good interview, who's not, who's just been totally unresponsive to both of us. There are people like that. Um, it's yeah, a whole it's new scary. world because people really think of their social media now as their press. As, as right. going to someone's Instagram, going to someone's Twitter, going to someone's TikTok, that's all you need to do. Like mm -hmm. that's literally, it's they, it's, they just don't have it in their brains that there are, you know, outside journalists, that there are outside medias that they could be, uh, that could be expanding their, their reach. Mm -hmm. They just think of, they, they think of it as, as they're totally in control 
which is a good thing in a way. Like they're totally in control of their own image and of their own PR, but it's it's limited. It, it's very limited because you're not going to get another. You some that that outside POV really helps. I've had a few artists on that, more than a few that I was actually really surprised that I got the interview that they said yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that there were sort of personal reasons or things or common ground that we had mm -hmm. um, with some people. But yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's become a bit of an easy way out with the social media in yeah. some sense. Unless your social media is just really like well-rounded, which in my opinion, not a lot of people really, really know how to do, make their, you know, or really no, I, nice. I, yeah, I find a lot of people are getting kind of lazy with their social media. They also. are. Wow. Because it's become its own job. It's really, wow. really become its own job. I've like dropped the ball every now and then. And part of the reason I, I started to, I was telling you slow down a lot of my projects is so that I could work on my content because it's become such an immediate part of, you know, what it is that we all do. For everyone, yeah. no, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a baker, it's an immediate part of your content, like it's mm. of your brand, of, of, you know, how you can grow. So, totally. yeah. So do those interviews, kids. And if we, yeah. if we, if we're talking about you, you know. Absolutely. You That's, might be onto something. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. In theory. <laughs> we don't have just yet the uh, nominations for the Glam Awards. Voting just ended for uh, the nomination process. I'm sort of looking forward to this year and how it's going to change because I know you and I have talked a lot about Brooklyn and not just the artists, but I was rereading last year's winners mm -hmm. and also the venues. And I had predicted some of this last year as well, that come on, everybody would win. Um, at Mad, Mad, Mad at Metropolitan, which I think that's Madeline Haddish. Had Mad Mondays. Mad Mondays. Well. That, that one for best bar party. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, there's so many people in, that go to that because it's an open stage for all the um, the younger drag performers that don't easily fit into boxes for mm -hmm. other shows or who just don't want to do the whole competition circuit. Mm -hmm. So they all just go to the show. They get to perform, do their art. They all tip each other the same $20 floats around the room. Yep. And uh, it's very popular and they all voted for Glam Awards. And it's and open and it's also open to live singers. It's no it's a complete open to live singers, yeah. Yeah, because I've had some friends that have taken that stage for mm -hmm. sure. Um I always tell you this, but this is to me is a sign of the times. Do you think we'll be seeing more Brooklyn venues, more Brooklyn parties, more Brooklyn artists this year? More in Brooklyn or more Brooklyn people coming to Manhattan? More Brooklyn people in the nominations, on the nominations um, list, in the yes. categories. I think so, yes. Because also people in in other boroughs and other neighborhoods are starting to become more aware mm -hmm. of who the Brooklyn kids are. Partially mm -hmm. because of last year's glams, but also just their, their dominance on social media. Right. Uh, you see videos of them all the time. You know, Articles are written about them in, in things like Paper Magazine and uh, uh, that other one. Uh, so, yeah, so they they have a lot of exposure and a lot of press and um, people are starting to catch on. So it's not just Brooklyn kids voting for Brooklyn kids. It's everybody becoming aware. And those Brooklyn kids are now starting to get Manhattan shows also. So they're really interacting. You're a frequent judge over at Polish the Queen. You were also a sitting judge at Lady Liberty. 
I was. Um, how important do you think these drag competitions are? Because when you have something like Mad Mondays, where there's the good, I under, I, I actually understand this. I understand it because the the pressure to you know sort of perform and that and that being scrutinized, right? In competitions, that it's there's it sounds like there's more of an openness. I haven't been to Mad Mondays, but I've heard good things. Um, Sometimes there's sometimes there's a vibe where yeah you, you just want to do a number that maybe not everyone will like or appreciate it. you just want to do it just just for the art of doing it and you want to do it for peers your peers your friends or just anyone who happens to be there to appreciate it so that's where I think an open stage is good but you should also do the competition shows because if you're really serious about wanting to be a professional in this city you gotta it's it is a competition whether you want it or not mm -hmm. people are competing with you even if you're not competing with them mm -hmm. because there's twenty thousand people you know in a wig in this city and there's about 200 gigs where they could be you know so it's a competition whether you want it to be or not mm -hmm. even it's a even for like a free tips only gig at a friend show there's a thousand people that want to be there you know it's mm -hmm. it's a competition and you have to learn how to deal with that and you have to learn to find your groove and how to stand out and that also teaches you how to really entertain and engage an audience and to try right. to figure out what makes you special and translate that into a way that as many people as possible will appreciate who you are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I think competition shows are, are, are very important as, as a building block for that way of thinking and performing. Yeah, I, I'm wondering too if it's, if it could be, this is the sort of, you know, Mr. Brideside coming out. When you have something like Mad Mondays, um, maybe it also offers that space though for people who don't want to take it so seriously, who maybe yeah. only want to do it for fun and not professional. I think if you, I agree. I think that if you want to do this professionally, you should do at least, you should do every competition for, yeah. you know, that every single thing that you, because the people, first of all, the producers who are there or the judges, those are the people who can get you paid gigs. Right. I know that from, from experience. Uh -huh. But, you know, if you do, I think that, I hope that we'll see more artists who are just doing it for art's sake as well. Definitely, yeah. And that's when an open stage is good. That. Yeah, that, that's why I know that is the benefit of an open stage because like we've said it and other people have come on the podcast and said it, like people are taking this way too seriously yes. nowadays. You know what yeah. I mean? With the interwebs and the, uh, the opinions and the comments. Oh, and, so many opinions. <laughs> and so the many. this and the that. Wow. It's, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. So anyway, shout out to all of the nominees. I don't know who you are yet, but at the time of this, I guess, broadcast, I probably will. Uh, I'll be so sure, but maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In theory. I, uh, I, would be rem I would be remiss if I didn't ask, have you started working on the thought list yet? Um, hopefully, as of <laughs> publishing, <laughs> I have. If not, I'll be fucked. But I, I have been working on like the, the preliminary stage where I'm trying to figure out it's not going to be easy to do this year because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who did a lot of great things. And there's a lot of people who did a lot of great things in, um, you know, in March and then disappeared. So like, what do I do with those people? Right. You know? yeah. So it's, it's always it's always a struggle. It never pleases everyone. 
but uh, it gets me like 10,000 new uh, followers every year. So I'm going to keep doing it till I die, I guess. Listen, and then you, and now you have Thoughtlight. Now you have a whole yes. other platform where we can either talk about it on, on the podcast or get yelled at by every single guest after it comes out. Do you think after I do a thought list, we should take like a whole episode of thought list, just go through every single person? Absolutely um. not. I'm, I, <laughs> I have to be honest. I've said this to you before when we go out drinking. Drink. I know that I was on the list last year, but I, I've never actually read it. I mean, thank you for putting me on it, but like, it's so long. And I it just, long. It, I just, I wasn't, I, I love you, but I, I, you know, my ego is just not that big. You know me well enough to know. And so I didn't care that where my name, like if, if I was like 250, I'd like, okay, that's fine. Like, how am I gonna pay rent this week? You know, like what, like there's other things to do. I mean, well, we all appreciate you. We all love it, everybody, you know, but I, I just, I gotta, I gotta produce a podcast with you. Like, what am I, what am I gonna do? I think you personally should react I think it should just be you, just reacting to every single person on the list. <laughs> Whether or not you agree with me, what number you would have put them on. I think that's a really engaging uh, piece of media. I will do a 10 hour YouTube series just on my yeah, you're right. reaction to the thought list. Yeah. It's gonna be all these poor kids that I don't even know, these new like digital drag kids. And I'm gonna be like, who the hell are you? I'm gonna be like, Kiki Palmer. I'm gonna be like, who the hell are they? Like what? <laughs> She's president was. <laughs> Kiki Palmer does not know white people. I mean, she didn't know who, who Mulder and Scully were. That's well, pretty I'm, famous. Those are pretty famous white people. I'm just convinced she does not watch. She's just one of those black people who doesn't watch white people shows. Well, didn't she like not know who Obama was? <laughs> no, I think it was Dick Cheney or it was McCain. I know, I know she didn't know who Dick Cheney was. I think that's, we're better off. We're all better off not knowing who Dick Cheney was. So I, I can't fault it for that. <laughs> um, I'm sort of bringing it back full circle with this because you know that I started this so show to celebrate queer music yes. in my life. Um, I, my, I'll tell you my opinion first and then you tell me yours. I want to talk about the state of live music and queer nightlife. Uh. For the past year, especially now that when we got, when we are all allowed to go back outside, mm -hmm. uh, I took, you know, the lip, I took the quarantine is an opportunity to just really connect with as many artists on the scene as possible. A lot of which you had already interviewed for Thodacy, they'd already performed, you'd already worked together with, and it really has opened a lot of doors for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking back on things and I think that, um, I'm, I'm proud of the contribution that I've had to, to this community. I think that I've been able to support everybody in some way some way shape or form there are a few people though that i really really wish i would have gotten a chance to either speak to or cover or things like that mm -hmm. um i want to name i would actually name the bad judies because yeah. they, they do live music and and, and they they kind of came a little later when i was already sort of you know wrapping up the show or expanding yeah. doing different things but that's Everyone should check out the Bad Judies. It's a live band. Um, a trio of drag queens. Of They'll drag play queens. instruments. And they are very, very, very talented. Yeah. They do uh, covers. They do covers. They like reimagine covers sometimes in a, in a more, uh, you know, like live band setting. Mm -hmm. And I've had it, but I've had a chance to talk to, you know, 
the producers of Vital Fantasy and Torch at Macri Park, Jace Vegas, who does House Party and always has guest performers come to, I believe that's at Rebar, Dragon Sisters, a bunch of other people. I have to say, if you were to ask me, I'm pretty proud of the direction that queer nightlife has gone in the past, queer music yeah. has gone in New York in the past year and change, two years. What are your thoughts? Agreed. Um, you know, I think one reality to, to be aware of, though, I, I see a lot of drag queens who can sing, like they bring their full full bands on stage, which is really cool mm-hmm. to watch, but it's expensive. So that's one thing about the live music experience, unless you're just like singing to a track, that can be very expensive for a venue. And that used to happen all the time, but they're not as willing to invest in that sort of thing. Unless you're like a really special venue where that would really work. Um, but but yeah, I, I do see more singers coming. I see more people crossing over into singing. And I think the audiences and the, the customers and the fans are, are, are digging it because it's something different and something special. You know, I was I was at a, a dance party in a bar recently and the DJ played like the same eight songs. Mm-hmm. You know, played the same song eight times throughout the night. And that was so fucking boring. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, let's uh let's the, the live music, live performance will always add like a shot of energy into the room. Mm-hmm. A lot of there are there's only a, a couple of venues and on their in Brooklyn that I can name that have really, really, I think, understand the mechanics of having a live band. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if it's if it's a situation where we, I mean, the, you know, the music community, the queer music community should even venture out to either more cabaret spaces or spaces like the Triad Theater and do shows and one-offs and stuff like that. I'm really, really, I've been, I've put a lot of thought into how I can still, you know, help this all grow help us all grow as an industry in New York because we are an industry this is what I explain to every artist who comes on the show we are the industry um you know post in a post redefine my post redefined era so Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful for that however that works out I don't have the answer to it yet but you'll figure it out I I think people really do just associate you as as being a, a champion of the live music scene here and um you'll so they'll gravitate to towards you to whatever we do i mean even, even in the podcast that we're doing it's going to have a live stage element to it so we right. can we can have these these uh people come and perform on stage during the podcast i know live it's, it's going to be really really exciting when we do what he's saying is when we do get downstairs to red eye upon opening because we are i, I mean this this is the, just the true fact. I'm not saying this to toot our horns. We we are the flagship podcasts right now for the show. Which, you know, uh-huh. so we're launching things off, and we're hoping to have live performances. We are gonna have live performances when we when we get downstairs to the venue and the venue's open. So there's uh-huh. there is much much to look forward to. Um, so you can always, like I said, you can check out myself and Jim Silvestri at the po- Thought Life Podcast. I can't believe I got to wrap this up for the last time. It's a little late. I know. Um, but really quickly, tell us about your new party at Playhouse. Uh, it's called Playthings. It's Sundays, 3 to 7. Hopefully it's uh, still happening. At the time of this. <laughs> uh, it's going to be uh, a DJ and a large cast of queens. It's going to be mostly a dance party, but lots of pop-up performances. Uh, very low-key, low, back, low key, 
you can just come and just hang out with your friends. You don't have to look or listen to anyone if you don't want to. Uh, but if you do want to, you're going to be entertained. So it's that kind of an environment. And it is free as well. It's free to get in, yes. Free. It's a daytime party on a Sunday. We love a daytime party. Yes. At that point, you can uh, come over and see me DJing. I'll be probably DJing down the street Yes. Um, later on that night. So like I said, your Sundays are booked and busy, people, with us. Yes. And then Monday, we publish every new episode of the Thought Life Podcast every Monday at noon on all platforms. Six in the morning. I, I publish it at six in the morning. Do you publish? Do you do yeah. six in the morning? Yes. Well, I set it up to publish at six in the morning because you know some some people want to listen to us on the way to work. Okay. Oh, okay. Now I didn't know this was like a, a watch out NPR. That's right. <laughs> exactly. um, Jim, tell us where what we can find out more about you aside from you and me being together. Uh, just come to thoughtacy.com. That's T-H-O-T-Y-S-S-E-Y.com, where I post daily listings of uh, nightlife events, full listings throughout the city. I uh, also still publish occasional on-point interviews once or twice a week and uh, keep you updated on things I'm doing in real life. Also, catch me Tuesdays at Atlas Social Club with my, my girl Shane Cherry. We host a uh, fun uh, queer geeky game night called Level Up every Tuesday at Atlas Social Club in Hell's Kitchen. It's Jim Silvestri from Thodyssey. I was gonna bring you a, like a sex toy as like your um, lifetime achievement award for most most appearances on yeah. the show, but I we went out last night and then I, you know, I was hooking up and then I- You put it, you put it, you left it somewhere. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> but you have to tell me that it's a nice one. Three to five radio on the face radio. Thanks so much, Jim, for being here. Congratulations, Freddie. We'll miss you on Read Fun Radio. Uh, yep, I'll probably I'll see you a little later today. Stay tuned, yep. everybody. We got more music coming up next. It's our final episode of Redefine Radio on the Face Radio. Yes. I'm giving you an insider's look with my new novella, Starcatcher, a guide to surviving New York nightlife. Read about all the drama, the scandal. And most importantly, the truth about how promoters keep the party going through one hot Brooklyn summer. Starcatcher, a guide to surviving New York nightlife, is available now on Kindle and paperback.
So, without further ado, here's the final single from the Redefine era, Becoming. Check out the full Redefine EP on my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash freddy-cosmo. Keep it locked. We've got more music. It's Redefine Radio on the Face Radio.
Even if the sky was at a standstill If I turn my back then someone will get out of me If I don't someone else will Wanna love you girl, wanna love you girl, wanna love you girl, wanna love you Wanna love you girl, wanna love you girl, wanna love you girl, wanna love you Pretty much all she wrote. 
You'll still have a chance to follow me on my other show, The Thought Light Podcast, NYC's savage-ish take on New York nightlife. We're going to do new episodes every Monday morning on all platforms, so follow at Thoughtacy on Instagram for more. Like I said, if you're looking for a good time tonight, you can catch me over at Dance Giving, hosted by myself and Anila the Doll, a wonderful new queen, with music, non-stop music all night from DJ Casa de Galindo. That's over at the second floor at the Stonewall Inn, my second home, at 9 p.m., no cover charge, dancing all night long, pop-up performances, and lots of other great surprises. Taking a little break for Turkey Day, but this Friday night, you can catch me back over at the Monster for DJ Spotlight. That's also at 9 p.m. over at the Monster Bar on the lower level. And if you haven't already, follow me at Freddy Cosmo for exclusive live clips of some of our recent interviews and more nightlife content. That's Freddy with an IE, Cosmo like the drink. It's been a fantastic run, so thanks so much for tuning in. Have a happy and safe holiday season, and be on the lookout for more of me in 2023. I promise I've got some big fun planned. Follow Your Bliss is up next. Have a great holiday weekend, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.